My name is Wade Avery, and I am a historian on ancient Greece. What I specialize in is Athens and Sparta. Now, Athens is the world's first democracy, and Sparta was a military state, so you can see how they had some, uh, some kings. Um, Athens is located in northeastern Greece, and uh, they were named after Athena, who was a patron goddess of the city. Um, one thing they did to honor her was build the Parthenon to, uh, to honor her, right? Um, the people of, of Athens were free thinkers and they were well educated. Now, uh, they had a, they had a, uh, I don't know, weird government. Uh, to avoid civil war, the Athens created a democracy. Uh, and what that meant was they had a king, you know. Um, to be a citizen in Athens, uh, you had to be a free adult male of Athenian ancestry. Um, where women, foreigners, and slaves were not allowed, and they weren't considered to be citizens. Um, and a fun fact was one-third of the population were slaves. Um, by 594 BCE, Athens had many civil wars between the rich, poor, between the rich and the poor. And they appointed Salone to reform the government. Salone outlawed debt, slavery, and allowed more people to be involved in the government. In addition to political reforms, he made economic reforms that helped Athens. After Salon died, Athens returned to its turbulent ways. Not until after the Persian Wars would Athens rise to power again. Uh, a daily life of a citizen, which were males, was just the males spent their days debating government philosophy and running their business. Um, they, uh, they just really didn't do anything all day except sit there and chill or talk with the other men. Um, women, on the other hand, they, uh, they were housewives, and they were meant to not be seen or heard. Um, slaves, they worked in the mines, farm fields, and they did housework too. Now, uh, Sparta, Sparta is located in southern Greece, called Peloponnesus. Um, it's cut off from the rest of Greece. Um, it is, the one thing that made it very different from other city-states was that it was a military state. Uh, so, their government had two groups. One was an assembly of all adult males of Spartan ancestry that owned all land. And the second group was elected officials called, count, called the Council of Elders. They, uh, they created laws for assembly to vote on. There were five elected elders that made sure laws were carried out. And they had two kings to oversee the military. Now, the social class of Sparta, um, the citizens of Spartan ancestry, they owned all the land. And to be a citizen, you had to be of Spartan ancestry. So non-citizens were, non were free, but they weren't allowed to vote. And they worked in commerce and industry. He looks of Spartan slave. Oh, fudge, what happened? So to, so to be a citizen, you had to be of Spartan ancestry and they owned all the land. And non-citizens, they were free, but they weren't allowed to vote. They worked in commerce and industry. Helots, which were Spartan slaves, they were uh, conquered by Sparta in 725 BCE, and they were forced to hand over half of their crops every year. Um, slaves worked in the fields and did housework. Another fun fact about Sparta was slaves and helots outnumbered citizens eight to one. Now the daily life, of, the daily life in Sparta was men, their life was centered around the military. Like, at age seven, boys were sent to live in the military barracks until they were 65. Training was rigorous and not enough food was given to encourage uh, 
fighting and stealing. These, this created the toughest warriors in Greece. Now women, they didn't receive military training, but enjoyed more freedom than any other Greek females at the time. They managed the households with a main focus on military training. And they did participate in sports and were physically active. Now, the Spartans had this thing called the Spartan Codes, and that meant that all Spartans were taught, this, taught that the state comes before the individual. They were taught that duty, strength, and discipline are more important than individuality, beauty, and freedom. Alright, so on today's podcast, I will be discussing the Persian and Peloponnesian War. In 520 before Christ existed, Darius, who was the king of Persia, invaded some small Greek islands. The Greeks that obviously the Greeks there. <laughs> oh my god, I messed up. All right, the Greeks there obviously revolted, and the Athenians sent back. Up. The Persians stopped the revolt and were on the on to destroy Athens. Sorry, I'm just real blank minded right now. Athenian soldiers met the Persians at Marathon. Now the Persians were outnumbered and lacked the ability to defeat the Greeks, but the Persians sent a naval fleet to Athens. There was apparently a guy named uh, I have his name written down, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Who apparently ran 26 miles to Athens to yell, "Rejoice, we conquer!" and then fell over and died. He was sent by the Athenian general to let the city know about the attack that was going to happen and to not surrender. After Darius's death, Xerxes, which is the son, became king and vowed to revenge his father's death. At the Battle of Thermopylae, 300 Spartans defended a mountain pass that the Persians were invading. Athens got burned down, but the Greeks managed to defeat the Persians. Moving on to the Peloponnesian War. Alright, that was the Persian War, so this is the Peloponnesian War. After the Persian War, Athens was destroyed, so the other city-states helped them rebuild. Athens and other city-states formed an alliance called the Delian League. From 480 before Christ existed to 430 before Christ existed, so 50 years, Athens enters what they call a golden age, where they do really good. A guy named Hercules ruled Athens uh, for 32 years. He used the funding from the Delian League to make Athens more pretty and to create the best navy. With all this, Athens and the Delian League started gaining power, obviously, and because of this, Sparta created its own league. Sparta had a better army than Athens, but Athens had a better navy because uh, Pericles poured so much funding into the navy. And Sparta was obviously just diehard soldiers. Around 431 before Christ existed, tensions started rising between the two. Sparta finally declared war on Athens, and Sparta surrounded the city two years into the war and surrounded Athens. They burned their food. But Athens still had a food supply coming in from around their walls, and they stayed there. But eventually a plague hit Athens, killing 50% of its population. Fast forwarding around 27 years later, Athens surrounds, or surrenders the war. Good morning, it's Cal here, and today I'm going to be talking about ancient Greece for a little bit. So everyone, get ready. First, I'm going to be talking about the Minoans and the Mycenaeans. So, the Minoans' capital was at Knossos, and it was on the island of Crete. The Minoans were peaceful people. They relied on trade, but they disappeared uh, by 1600 through 1200 BCE. On the other hand, the Mycenaeans ruled Greece from 1600 to 1200 BCE. Soon after the Trojan War, the Mycenaeans' rule ended, and the Dorians came into power. The odd thing about the Dorian era is that there were no written records, okay? So, uh, 
now we're going to be talking about some geography. So, uh, did you know that Greece is part of the Balkan Peninsula? Well, you do now. There are many small islands off the coast of Greece. Most of the Greek landscape is uh, rocky and not very good for farming, but a, uh, a good thing about Greece is that um, there's an abundance of stone and marble, which helps a lot when it comes to architecture and all that. So uh, most cities in Greece had a population of around 20,000, which is quite small compared to the average modern-day city. So all the Greek states first started out as monarchies, but uh, soon switched to uh, aristocracy. When the expanding of trade began, oligarchies started to form. All Greek people spoke Greek, um, believed in Greek mythology, and were all polytheistic. The Greeks prayed to many different gods when they needed many different things. Um, the Olympics were big. They were a big thing back then. You know, they were super popular in ancient Greece. And uh, the Olympics were essentially meant to honor the gods. And they consisted of mostly foot races. And they were just, you know, they were super popular back then. And then they just kind of disappeared for thousands of years. And then we do them now. So, yeah. Um, the main philosophers of ancient Greece were uh, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and Alexander the Great. Specifically in that order. Just so you know. Um, uh, one of the biggest accomplishments of the Greeks were inviting or inventing sciences and mathematical systems. Archimedes was one of the mathematicians that helped create the simple machine, volume, density, and more. The Greeks were very artistic and musical people. The Greeks developed instruments such as the lyre, the flute, and they even created a musical scale. Greek historians like Herodotus and Thucydides were some of the first people to create written records. Sophocles was the first playmaker to write tragedies and comedies. The most famous Greek poet was Homer, who wrote the classic stories such as the Odyssey and the Iliad. Well, folks, that'll be all for this ancient Greece segment of today's podcast. See you later.